I'm so ready for D, uh, WWDC because I was trying to find uh, stories for this week and everybody, everything Thing everybody want to talk about is rumors. So yeah. it's like I'm, I'm ready for WWDC so they can actually put out something. Actual so can, news articles and not actual news articles versus right. just people talking about the same old rumors from the same old two or three analysts that right. hit or miss. Who knows right. if they'll get it right. But you're listening to the Snob OS podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech. And this is Nika Monford, a.k.a. Tech Savvy Diva. And welcome back to the Snob OS Show, the show for Apple snobs, where we talk all things Apple and then some. We want to thank everybody for joining us for another week. This is episode 174 of the Snob OS podcast. Like I said, we want to thank everybody for hanging in there this long. Uh, we definitely want to thank you, uh, a special thank you to our actual uh, supporters of the show. We call them our snobbists. If you want to be a part of the snobbist community where you get exclusive live content that you will not hear on the regular show, definitely go to patreon.com forward slash snobbistcast. And we have a couple different tiers to where if you want to give us a little love offering or if you want to step it up and get some extra exclusive content, you can do so. So we're going to jump right in to the lowdown to where we talk all things Apple. Um, I think a lot of people automatically just turn on automatic updates when there's an iOS update because one, there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. uh, two, when most of them are what we like consider, you got to update because there's some security things. One of the things Apple does not do is separate the security patches from the feature updates. They just mesh it all together. And most of the time when they come out with an update, it's a mesh of both features and bugs and security patches. So in most cases, when an iOS update comes out, everybody tells you, you got to update it. So a lot of people probably get tired of just manually going in there and checking the updates for all their devices. I think you even mentioned it last yeah. week about having a service to where you can press a button and it updates all your devices. Well, there isn't that, but there is something called automatic updates to where you, if you turn it on, and when an update comes off, as long as your device is connected to network, whether it be Wi-Fi or cellular, where, and, and as long as it's on a charger, you'll get the automatic update. Uh, what a lot of people are finding out is the fact that it ain't so automatic in the sense that a lot of people assume that when you turn on automatic updates, you assume that you'll get the update as soon as it rolls out. So whenever mm -hmm. Apple announces a new update, you turn on automatic updates, it's charged, it's connected, boom, you'll get it first come, you know, ASAP. That is not the case. And a lot of people uh, have <laughs> tried to figure out, well, why isn't that the case? What's the point of even turning on automatic updates if I'm not going to get it as soon as the update comes out? Well, I saw this story on Lifehacker, and I thought this was pretty interesting, and it kind of makes sense. Uh, pretty much Apple kind of stalls the updates for anybody that turns on automatic updates just in case they roll out an update and there's some crazy thing that happens not few and far between there have been cases to where apple rolls out an update and it breaks something breaks your phone yeah so you have to turn around they have to turn around and reissue like let's just say 15.5 just came out recently and that broke your flashlight and the flashlight always stayed on well, that's annoying enough for Apple to say, all right, we need to put out iOS 15.5.1 that mm -hmm. fixes this camera thing, right? Well, if you've got on automatic updates, you automatically got this bug and now they got to roll out an update. So what Apple does is they kind of space out the automatic They stagger out the rollout. Thing, right. To where you may not get it for, you know, a couple days after the iOS update has been released to make sure that they get some feedback from the public and say, okay, this is looking good uh, or this, this little thing happened, but that's no big deal. Then they kind of, kind of roll out the mass population for uh, the mass rollout for people who are on the 
uh, automatic updates. So I'm just going to read out this um, quote from Craig Federighi, senior VP of software engineering at Apple. He says the company waits one to four weeks to roll out new updates to users who have automatic updates enabled. The idea here is to make sure there aren't any glaring bugs in the software that could negative to negatively affect the iPhones of millions of people. If such a bug was discovered, Apple could pull the plug on the update early, lim limiting the collateral damage and patching the bug to reissue the update later. So basically that's the secret sauce. So uh, I hate to say it, bad news to people who have automatic updates, but it's kind of good news, right? It's bad news. Yeah. It's bad news in the sense that you assume you turn it on, set it, forget it. As soon as update, I was push, uh, Apple puts out an update, you get the update. But it's kind of for your benefit, even though it kind of feels kind of sucky. <laughs> that you're and not honestly, it does. And honestly, it does make sense. You know, us, uh, you know, iPhone OGs, if you remember way back in the day when iPhone first came out, sometimes it was a hit or miss whether the update would brick your phone or not. It was one of those things where it let me, you know, kind of cross my fingers and hope that my phone doesn't get bricked with this update. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it makes sense. And also if you have, there are millions of iPhones out there in the wild. If you have millions of iPhones out there with this feature turned on at the same time and all of the updates hit at the same time, that has to have some sort of performance issue as well. So it makes sense for them to stagger it. Now, staring it out across four weeks, that seems a bit much. Right. You should probably know if there's a overwhelming bug in the first, you know, first couple of days after the update, right. you know, so I, the whole four weeks deal, eh, that seems a bit excessive. That seems a bit superly overcautious, but I get why it would make sense to stagger them. And yeah, I never really yeah. paid attention to it. Maybe I will now. Well, I, I mean, I, a lot of people like <laughs> my wife, she's like, I got automatic updates turned on. Why are you telling me to go update this right, this new update right now when I got it automatically turned on? And, hmm. you know, I really didn't have an answer outside of because I said so. <laughs> <laughs> but now I can kind of push back and say, well, you know, you've got automatic updates turned on. They kind of wait to make sure that the update looks good before they roll it out to everybody. So, um, just got to wait, you know, and maybe a lot of people don't like waiting, but uh, it makes sense. Like I said, it's probably better that you wait versus you getting a bug and complaining about that. So Apple's like, mm -hmm. all right, like we either have them complain about not getting that update when they think they should versus them getting something janky <laughs> as soon as it's available, which one. So we'll just pick the lesser two evils and say, oh, you just got to wait. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Moving on to the next story. Um, Speaking of updates, uh, iOS 15.5 came out about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And one of the new features is Apple has a Apple account card. And I think a lot of people were confused with, all right, what is an Apple account card versus my Apple card? You know, for those who don't have the Apple card, I'd say, what, two years ago, Apple mm -hmm. rolled out the Apple card, which is an Apple credit card that can that you can use to make purchases anywhere. You know, if you get special rebates, special cash back, if you make purchases at the Apple store, not just on Apple products. I think that was another story that came out. People were upset that they would go buy a MacBook or an iPhone from Best Buy, for example, mm -hmm. and don't get that extra cash back versus going to the Apple store and making a purchase. Right. Apple kind of said, oh, we can see the confusion there. So we'll kind of do you a solid. But remember, if you want the extra cash back, you got to use the Apple card at, at an Apple, Apple store right. to get the extra benefit. So uh, that card came out. You can make purchases anywhere. Now with iOS 15.5, this Apple account card has rolled out and people are kind of, well, what's the difference? So basically I just wanted to do the difference between the Apple account card that just came available as a result of iOS 15. And basically just to make a long story short, it's the gift card. Like if you've ever, bought a Apple gift card for somebody like, especially like back in the day when they called it a iTunes card, like say for instance, you know, somebody loves apps and they love buying all the apps. 
So you get them an iTunes gift card to where they can purchase apps, they can purchase music, and they can make, you know, purchases at an Apple Apple store. It was called an iTunes gift card. Well, basically, they just turned that into the Apple account card. So basically, if you have purchased a gift for somebody and they redeemed that gift card, that money will go on this Apple account card the same as if you like for my kids, like if I wanted to give them $20 in uh, money to buy apps, I would put it on this Apple account card that you can then put in your Apple wallet. So when you go to redeem things at the Apple store or like buying music or buying apps, you use this Apple account card versus using the Apple credit card that you can make the same type of purchases, but you can also use the credit card any place, like any, any place it takes MasterCard, you can use the Apple credit card. The Apple account card is just money on your account that you can redeem for Apple products like music, like apps. And if you make purchases at the actual Apple store on Apple products. So I just wanted to put that out there of a difference because it can be confusing and they should have came up with another name for it. Maybe could have kept the iTunes, but nobody really references iTunes anymore. They just use Apple music. So I can see them kind of sunsetting that name, but they could have came up with something else versus the Apple account card, because I, I guarantee you there will be another story weeks from now to where I was like, okay, our bad again, we can see how people were confused. So we got to roll this thing out. So heads up. Why even use card? I think that's probably like the biggest, probably confusion. Use, some other nomenclature other than card. I mean, you're Apple for Christ's sake. You come up with all of these different ways to name things, create a different name, like run it through your marketing department, have them come up with something rather than use, you know, card because I mean, mm-hmm. Apple card, Apple account card. Yeah. I can definitely see where it's Maybe they could have used confusing. Uh, Apple pass, maybe instead of iTunes pass. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to the spitball in here. Um, yeah. uh, a- Apple store pass, something like that. Versus- I, I would say Apple pass would work because if people know iTunes pass, mm-hmm. it would make sense that the next best thing would be Apple pass. Yep. Yep. But yeah, like I said, I just want to put that out there just in case anybody was confused. All right. So the last story I have in the lowdown is, uh, times must be tough for these <laughs> Apple employees that that Apple discount don't hit <laughs> like it used to because apparently over in the UK, um, a, a lady either lost or according to the story that we're reading, it says, uh, not not the UK, Australia, uh, her stolen AirPods. So according to her, um, her AirPods was stolen. Over the course of a couple of days, she used the Find My iPhone app to kind of track the AirPods. Um, I didn't see anywhere in the story, but I'm I'm assuming her AirPods were moving, mm-hmm. and she had to track the location over the course of a couple of days to where she finally uh, tracked down a retail worker uh, at Woolworths. So maybe, maybe I'm reading this wrong. Maybe it wasn't an Apple employee. Maybe it was just a Woolworths. A retail worker, somebody who worked in a store. Yeah, yeah. Retail uh, employee at Woolworths who was in possession of her AirPods. Now, according to (laughs) the uh, retail employee, his was like, hey, you know, I was keeping them because eventually I was going to report them (laughs) (laughs) as lost. Really? It, just, it took me a couple of days to finally, you know, come up with, and it just so happened a couple of days was right as the lady uh, who owned the AirPods um, confronted the person about her AirPods. So um, she says, I know the, and this is the person who lost her AirPods were stolen. She says, I know the AirPods are still here, she told the employee. So you're either going to give them to me. Or I'm going to go back to the cop station. The employee says, you can look, but I don't have it. The employee told her. 
Miss Fox then showed the employee her tracking notifications that alerted her the AirPods had recently been used in the store. <laughs> and the employee called her partner. The employee phoned her partner and said that a lady whose AirPods are and was here and that she had tracked them. And then the call, the employee claimed her partner had placed the AirPods in her work bag and would go look for them. Uh, naturally, naturally, the employee emerged with the AirPods, her partner claiming he had taken them accidentally and of that course. he wanted to return her AirPods, uh, but I guess never got around to it. So <laughs> shout out to this lady for um, being vigilant <laughs> and sticking with it, because according to her, uh, according to the story, she says, I've been clicking on this every single day. It became the bane of my existence. Uh, tracking down the AirPods, but after three days of back and forth, had not recovered them due to a fly due to, I guess, her traveling. Uh, she mm -hmm. finally went to the Wool Woolworths in Melbourne to confront, confront the employee at work, all while knowing her AirPods was in the store. So basically, she pulled a, a typical you know what, I'm, I don't want to be gender, <laughs> but typically <laughs> when women know you're lying, instead of them saying I know you're lying because mm -hmm. I got the AirPods. She's like, Hey, do you know anything about these AirPods? <laughs> Knowing <laughs> that she knows right. the AirPods are. Giving you the chance. And <laughs> if and if it was true that he said that he was gonna return them, he would mm. be like, Oh yeah, I found them in the store and I've been hanging on to them waiting for someone to come and claim them. But no. <laughs> he had to come up with a whole nother lie. Oddly enough, a friend of mine, um, someone broke into her house a month or so ago, stole a car, stole her purse with her, stole her work backpack. So iPhones, AirPods, she uh, actually used her AirPods to track the person because similar to this guy, they would go to the same places, stay in the same neighborhood. That's how she was able to recover her stolen car because the AirPods were in the same vicinity as the as the as the person was with the airpods i think they parked the car and kind of let it sit for a little bit mm -hmm. but it was all in the same area but she kept tracking the airpods and they would go to the place where the airpods were last pinged looked around didn't see them but they saw you know some things that made them say hmm this is interesting but it took them a few days as well and you know looking in that neighborhood looking in that area sure enough they were able to find her car and arrest the guy who who stole her car. And I think it was like two of them, but they were able to get the guy who stole the car. They never, I don't think they ever got the AirPods back, but, you know, they got the big thing, her car. Yeah, that's all because say, of AirPods. The, yeah. the car was probably more important than the little funky AirPods, but yeah. she used the location for the AirPods to actually... Uh, find her vehicle is probably a little bit more important, you know, on right. top of, you know, um, you don't want to be vengeance is not the word I'm looking for, but you know, you feel some kind of way when you are violated, you know, right. and somebody steals your stuff. So to, to have that, uh, vindication that, you know, the person who did this, you know, isn't just going to get off scot free, it's, you know, feels a little bit good. You know, of course, you never, you know, you, you don't want anybody to go to prison, you know, I, well, I wouldn't anyway, but, you right. know, you, you want that, hey, man, I caught you, you know. Yeah, you stole my car, you stole my laptop, you broke into my house, I mean, you know, but yeah, same thing, I mean, yeah. All right, well, she, well, I mean, as much as these um, tech websites love reporting stuff like this she may need to tell her story to somebody because i'm pretty sure she'll get in the news <laughs> she might she just might yeah. all right so that's all i got for the lowdown we're going to move right into second string where we talk all things tech so uh you know a lot of workplaces are using uh slack to you know do inter-office team communication collaboration things of that nature um slack has finally decided they're going to help some people who either subconsciously or on purpose mispronounce their coworkers' names. So Slack has come out with a new feature that gives people who commonly have their name mispronounced to add a audio 
recording for lack of a better term huh. of them pronouncing their Same own name. name. So when the other person who is a habitual uh, name mispronouncer sees their, you know, um, uh, employee card or coworker, whatever the, the, you know, the, the details of the employee, mm-hmm. they can actually click on that audio uh, option. And so you can't actually, say you didn't know how. Right, right, right. Can't have no excuses. So I'll just read the actual how the feature works. Uh, the new feature includes the option to add name pronunciation guides, either by recording audio or adding phonetic spelling. A new pop-up user card UI that appears when you hover the mouse over someone's name and reorganize fields in the user program profiles, which have now been streamlined to three modules, contact info, people, you know, where you sit in the company's org chart and about me customizable with things like languages, you know, uh, languages spoken, start date, et cetera. So basically, you know, if you hover over the person's UI ID card, it'll show that information and it'll give you the ability to either click on that recording and it'll either have the person themselves pronouncing their own name or you'll get the phonetic spelling. Like it'll say, you know, uh, Terrence, it'll say two syllables, Terrence, right? Or you'll hear me actually saying my name, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's just a, a a nice little feature that'll probably go a long way for people, especially in a uh, diverse, a culturally diverse workplace, and to stop people from using the excuse, oh, you know. Oh, your name is so hard to pronounce or, you know, I don't want to butcher your name and, but they always seem to butcher your name. Right. It's like, are you even trying? Well, now right. you, they actually giving you a way to where you can actually put some respect on somebody's name right. for lack of a better term. I mean, the, the ways that my name has been pronounced has been, uh, the, the iterations I've heard has been, quite astounding when my full name, because I mean, that's what's on my, you know, work email or whatever, even though, you know, I go by my short name and most people call me by my short name, but yeah, I can, yeah, this you, is definitely you can att- personally attest. To I can personally attest. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. You know what makes me, I mean, burns me up is when this drives me crazy. When you, when somebody is writing an email and you are putting the two who you're sending the email to, Mm -hmm. and all you got to do is type in the first couple of letters Mm -hmm. and the, whatever email service you're using either recognizes that you email this person a lot. So they auto fill it, auto fill it either because you type this person a lot or they're in your address book, right? They auto fill, auto populate the two. And it's, and it's perfectly spelled, but then they go into the body and they say, Hey, and they misspell it. It's like, yeah, that you just is, typed it. Look up a couple and lines. You can see it. It's right there. It's not <laughs> somewhere else. It's not hidden. It's in plain view. It's in my signature <laughs> because in the email thread that we're emailing back and forth, the signature automatically goes in there. But yet every time you email me, you type my name wrong and it's like the same thing with this. We're pronouncing somebody's name wrong. I think you're doing it on purpose. And there's some <laughs> people some, who are that passive aggressive. Right. It's some sort of passive aggressive, that. some sort of, uh, I, I, I'm not going to go as far as to say superiority complex, but I, I mean, think, I think people <laughs> don't try because maybe you don't seem, you, you, according to them, you're not the person that they need to make sure you're of enough importance mm-hmm. to make sure they get it right, right? So it's like anybody else is like, eh, whatever. I just need to type this email, you know. But and if some people just like don't a, care because their their names or their types of names are the traditional default. So it's like, why should I have to care? You're not in the You're not in the, right. You're not in the norm. So, you know, why should I really care? Because you decided to be, you know, different. You not necessarily meaning you because you have no say in what your name is or what name you're given at birth. And if you, 
want to, you know, make your life a little easier, you can just copy it, copy the name from the signature and paste it. Which leads me to believe that <laughs> there's, there's purpose. Some people that do it on purpose. Yeah. There's purpose behind it. Yeah, you know. for sure. <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> but I digress. Like I said, yeah. personal problems. But if anybody could come up with a, a feature in an email service to where if you're typing out somebody's name and they are in your address book or they're one of the names that you commonly email, it should be the name should be added to the dictionary in that service to where if you type it wrong, it'll do the same thing as if you're misspelling a commonly used word mm. and have the little underline under it and you it like a visual representation of, oh, what is this? And you click on it and it gives you a description. Did you mean to say, did you mean this person? Mm-hmm. And you, oh, and you ought to, and you change it. Like, and you uh, just you click know. on the button and change yeah. it. Like spell check. Yeah. Come with that. Somebody do that. I, I'll pay for that service. <laughs> Windows, add that to your, your outlook. Right, right, right. I wasn't going <laughs> to say outlook, but come on. Everybody uses outlook. Everybody uses outlook. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was trying to, I was trying to give them some slack, but we know what it is. We all know <laughs> what it is for sure. All right. All right. So, uh, my next one, uh, Instagram, uh, similar to Facebook, uh, which is the parent company meta, which is a parent company, of both Facebook and Instagram, uh, Instagram now have put Amber alerts in your feed to help find abducted children. Uh, so basically, um, you know, when you hear those messages, you know, like on your phone, when you get the Amber alert for your specific area, that includes like the, person's name last seen and if they were seen in a car with the license plate number uh you get those similar um um you get those similar alerts in instagram and i guess i wanted to ask without i didn't want to get necessarily get into the details because by now people should know what amber alerts are um do you think people will like this or will they ignore it similar to how people are starting to, and I don't have any sort of empirical evidence or I haven't done any sort of research, but I've heard from multiple people that Amber alerts can get annoying and the, the, the traditional Amber alerts. Do you think that with our short attention span as it relates to social media, specifically a feature like this in Instagram, that this will be a benefit or do you think people will ignore this due to feeling uh, like this is an annoyance? I think people will definitely be annoyed. Um, and like on your iPhone, you can actually turn your Amber alerts off Right um, on the TV. When they come on the TV, you have the button, you can click exit. I think people, if they don't care, they'll just keep scrolling. I think mm-hmm. they'll scroll. They'll, they'll probably do an eye roll and scroll and then some people, this actually, because it's on Instagram, it's in their feed. They may, you know, because it's a picture and it's, you know, in their in their timeline, they may actually pay a little bit more attention to it. But for those who don't care about it or find annoyance, still, like I said, they'll roll their eyes and scroll on and keep doing what they're doing. Right. So um, I th- maybe Instagram has kind of tried to think about this to do it a little bit different. Because um, way- it does look like a post. Right. And that's what I was going to say. Um, um, I'll just read the, the paragraph that I'm referencing. Adding Amber alerts to Instagram makes sense for a few reasons. First, younger generations may well ignore the Amber alert text messages, but will scroll through the Instagram with some regularity. And that's what the Amber alerts are on Instagram. It's just a post where it'll have their uh, person's name. It'll say Amber alert for missing child in your area. And any pictures and associated information will show up as a regular post. Uh, you'll have the option to report to law enforcement or go to missing info. I think it, missing, missing kids.org to where you can get additional information. So it'll just show up as a post. So it's a little bit different than an Amber Alert mm-hmm. that just is just ringing and you got to touch your phone and, loud and you got to do yeah. something about it. Right. Uh, second. While text alerts require people to click a link to get more information, Instagram alerts will include this info directly. It doesn't seem the alerts will be issued as notifications. They'll just appear in users' regular feeds. So maybe just somebody doing the doom scroll 
and they'll scroll through and they'll see a picture. Maybe that will jog them to kind of look at the caption and then, you know, maybe take action if need be, but it won't be more of an annoying kind of alert that, you know. Yeah, this seems to be a less of a invasive. nuisance, but, you know, nuisance, invasive as a text message or as alert that makes a noise and it pops it up and it takes over your screen and you have to like do a couple things to get it off your screen. This kind of just integrates it into a normal type of activity that people who use Instagram use. So I think they really did this as smart of a way as they possibly could. So hopefully it'll and, help. And you don't, you don't not try with the idea that, oh, this is not going to work, mm-hmm. especially something as beneficial or something as important as this, mm-hmm. you do it. And if it works, if one person is saved, then it was all worth it, regardless right. of the however many people who are just going to see this as an annoyance. You know, um, that's how we humans are. But again, if it saves just one person's life, that family, that child will be ever grateful to Instagram adding this versus saying, oh, it'll never work. So we're not going to do it. Right. <laughs> All right. So uh, the last one um, seems like Ford is uh, jumped out to a nice lead as it relates to electric pickup trucks. We've got several different companies, cyber, um, cyber, uh, Tesla being one of the first to announce a electric pickup, that cyber truck, that funky looking thing that either <laughs> love it or hate it. Um, you know, a couple of other companies, uh, Rivian um, came out with a um, electric pickup first. I think they had theirs a couple months ago, but they're starting to have issues as it relates to deliveries. There are people who have ordered them. Uh, deliveries have been com- been pushed back. So uh, General Motors has come out with a couple or announced a couple of electric vehicles, but it seems like the one of the most popular pickup trucks in the Ford F-150 has mm-hmm. finally started to uh, reach their customers via deliveries. Uh, I personally have a friend of mine who picked up their um, F-150 Lightning uh, today, and he put pictures in our uh, group chat that he picked it up. Nice. And, of course, took the picture of opening up the, the frunk, the big front end that, you know, according to Ford, you can be used as a big cooler, you know, so, you know, it makes sense for Ford to push and put out their, you know, uh, delivery because, you know, that was the Ford F-150 is probably the most pickup truck, most popular pickup uh, pickup truck truck out there. And one of the features that's probably attractive to a lot of people is the fact that you can use the Ford to reverse power your home if you have a battery powered or a battery station in your house and you ever run out of power you can plug your Ford F150 up to your that battery in into your house a generator and, oh. and use your Ford as a generator exactly you know nice. I think that appeals to a lot of people so you know uh that's starting to roll out like I said a friend of mine has one I think um Charles I think in in our feed one of our snobbists I think he picked up, he mentioned, made mention of picking up his uh, truck as well. I'm assuming it's the same one, uh, but it seems like, you know, they're starting to get delivered. So I guess, I guess my question to you is, you know, um, will other companies catch up or will Ford be out there on his own for a while, uh, soaking up all the popularity while the rest of these companies try to catch up? Well, I think uh, speaking of GM, I think the Silverado—that's uh, the the one of the most popular, you know, General Motors trucks. Um, that one is—I think that one is coming pretty soon. The Silverado um, and yeah, then the Hummer, the Hummer, and mm-hmm. then the Cadillac Lyric. Right. Um, all those are coming out next year, so it looks like they may have the market for. I don't know what is it. We're already in June. Mm -hmm. So they may have it for next, uh, you know, maybe through the end of the year, maybe for the next, you know, six months or so, they may have the, the, the spotlight. So right right now, like I mentioned before, the Rivian was the first truck to be delivered. And I know that's been out for a couple months, but I haven't seen a lot of fanfare 
uh, about it. Um, and also, like I mentioned, they've been having some issues with further deliveries, like first set of people got it. And then there's like mm-hmm. this gap that's starting to spread out. Mm-hmm. That's supply chain. I don't know if that's battery production issues, whatever the case may be. So that may, um, that may be an opportunity for Ford to kind of slide in and be like, look, you got a Ford. If you're waiting around for Rivian, if you're waiting around for the Tesla Cybertruck, if you're waiting around for what GM or Dodge or Toyota, which are other popular pickup trucks, not necessarily mm-hmm. electric vehicles, but like just the truck uh, itself, like yeah, F- yeah, the F-150 Silverado, you know, right. those the are, Tundra, the, yeah, yeah, those are yeah. trucks that people know. Right. Right. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see, you know, how much limelight uh, Ford gets before these up of the companies start coming because they're going to come, especially, oh, yeah. especially with these gas prices that are Ooh, so high and Jesus. I don't see these gas companies or these oil companies saying, you know what? We're going to stop making gobs of money. Let's make less money. That is not the American they, way. Cause they're paying it. <laughs> Even though we know that the price per barrel hasn't gone up, it's settled. Cause I think, you know, there was a time where it kind of spiked, but it pretty quickly came back down, but I have to use premium in my car. And I mean, I have a coupe, so it's not super huge, but at the same time, it's like a 14-gallon tank, I think. I mean, it takes a lot. And it's like, whoa, let's style these prices. Like, I know I saw someone on Twitter say that their, um, that their friend um, turned their Lexus in and got, uh, what was it? Did they say a Malibu? I don't think the Malibu was electric. They got something right. that was electric. And it was like... It's like you can go 50 miles on one gallon of gas in this electric vehicle. So, yeah, almost $6 for gas. Yeah. 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 So um, all that to say, you know, these companies, I don't know. I know we probably said this before and I'll say it again. What are they waiting on? It's like this is the perfect opportunity. People are starting to get dragged back into work. These companies are like, Yo, this remote thing was cute, but uh, we need you back at this building. Did you see Elon's email about that return? Did you see Elon's email about coming back to office? Right, right. Elon must send out a memo that said, um, I'm requiring my workers to be at the office a minimum of 40 hours a week, a minimum. And in the Tesla, in the Tesla office, not these remote location offices that you kind of made no you have to be in a tesla office building but yeah and i mean if you see it like it's it's really interesting i think it was like an op-ed or something the new york times watched most one of them that was saying like oh people don't have a problem with coming back into the offices to commute and people like no it's both one no one wants to be on a train in a car for an extra hour hour and a half one way and we don't want to be back in the office either because we are still productive but you know the messaging has steadily been like y'all got to come back y'all got to come back and you know these companies these automotive companies they are missing out on making some cash money by putting these putting this stuff in ads right right it's just i just don't understand what's taking so long i mean i'm not a manufacturer i'm not an engineer i don't own a production plant i don't know how electric vehicles are made or built and i don't know how different the process is to put together an electric vehicle versus putting together a combustion engine but it's like come on man people want these things and y'all just dragging y'all feet you're gonna miss your window to where people are gonna be like you know what i am either a 100 percent remote so i don't care because i my car is in the garage so i can wait before i buy an electric vehicle or two, right. it's like, I just started my own business and it's all e-commerce. So I don't need to drive. And it's like, you miss those people to where when they was doing a rat race, when they was going back and forth to work, when they was had to travel. Or wanted to buy a car. Just right. wanted, they needed a new car, wanted to buy a new car. Yep. Yep. You missed that opportunity. So now you finally got mass production and people are like, eh. <laughs> oh, I don't really care anymore. It's all right. Yep. So uh, we'll see. Like I said, I, I think uh, Ford is going to make a lot of money uh, yeah. by being one of the main um, 
uh, companies that are actually have production vehicles of electric full size pickup trucks, which especially down here in Georgia, everybody yeah. mama got a pickup. So yep. <laughs> people are going to gravitate to these things. And it's like, these companies better catch up and quick. Yep. So that is it for second string. Uh, we're going to move into for the culture. So we got to, we got to either or. So I'll just uh, put these titles out here and then you can tell me which one we should talk about. So the first one I got out here is employees press Salesforce to cut ties with the NRA. And basically the backstory about that is in the wake of this, you know, whole Uvalde, Texas um, school shooting, that whole tragedy and all the things around that. Apparently the NRA, which is the main, um, excuse me. No, uh, the NRA is the main gun group that advocates for the second amendment, all these guns, things of that they use Salesforce for their marketing efforts for all, mm. you know, all the things Salesforce uses. So the employees at the company have decided they're going to press Salesforce who have spoken out, you know, Salesforce CEOs have spoken out against, you know, the, we need to do something about gun control. So the employees are like, all right, if y'all going to do something about it, why don't y'all drop them in the NRA? Yeah. So that's that thing. Or do you want to talk about this whole uh, Monique versus DL Hughley thing that kind of rolled out over the weekend to where they are having a very public, uh, very embarrassing um, uh, disagreement, to put it lightly. Uh, and it's all unfolding on social media. Uh, so which one did you want to talk about? Honestly, I would rather talk about the NRA because the whole Monique DL thing, it played out all day on Memorial Day and it kept going back and forth and it kept getting increasingly cringeworthy when what it looks like at the end of the day, it looks like the promoter played them both mm -hmm. and Monique got super played by the promoter and she won't at own up to that. And she went nuclear on stage I mean, and kind of dragged all of us into it. When, like you said, it could have been, it should have been more of a, uh, let me speak to the promoters. Let me speak to the Let's have a conversation. Agent. Yeah. Because the people at the, at the, at the show, they don't care about that. They want, they came to laugh. And now you bring in drama and real life stuff into their date night or fun night. And it wasn't the person you were going after wasn't even the right person you should have been going after. Right, right, right. Even if D.L. Ugly pulled rank and maybe and said, oh, I'm going to be the one headlining. If you've got a contract that says you are the headliner, you take that up with the promoter. Don't right. put all this on social media, which kind of adds to her whole uh, attitude. She just kind of got back into like good graces because I think there's a thing with her and either Tyler Perry or Lee Daniels where they kind of reconciled. And 50, it was Lee Daniels. Lee yeah, Daniels yeah. and 50 Cent was gave her a role in one of his shows right. she was making her way back and then you got to separate the business part of this you had a job to do you go out there and do your give job what, give the people what they came to see and right because it's, it's not it's not these people's business it's not these people's concern right. what you did or didn't do or what somebody why am i worried about somebody else's contract i'm going to be worried about mine if that's what you told them, then we can come back and have a conversation about right. how I'm going to be compensated for what didn't happen. Or how you're going to fix this or right. what, what was the, where's the issue, it, all that to be said. Dragging you know, this, the other person into it didn't yeah, help your case. Yeah. If anything, it hurt you even worse. Yeah. So all that to say, this, this could have been a conversation behind closed yeah. doors right. and for whatever reason. Well, I mean, we know what well, we know what the reason is. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, all right. So you pick the uh, NRA one. So yeah. basically, like I said, um, Salesforce is expected to hold an all hands next week, but it's unclear if they will address this letter that was put together by Salesforce employees, which pretty much, like I said, Salesforce CEO um, did an interview with CNBC and said, quote unquote, we as in Salesforce needs to take direct action on social issues. 
He has spoken out. This the CEO has spoken out on several social issues, including expressing support to LGBTQ plus people and abortion rights. He has also called for stricter gun control laws, which of course is the main topic that people are screaming at local, state, federal, political officials to do something about. We need stricter gun control laws as a result of the Buffalo shooting that happened last week uh, in response to this uh, shooting at this, I think it was a synagogue in, in uh, California. California. And With Taiwanese this, folks, yeah. Yeah, this school shooting at Uvalde, which killed um, a total of 19 people, 17 or 18 of which were kids. 19 children and two adults? Three yeah, adults, yeah, yeah. Like so it's yeah. just a tragic story. Nobody knows who to blame. People are saying the police took too long to go in. People are saying, you know, if there were, uh, they shouldn't have, he shouldn't have been able to get in through a back door. Nine one one, you know the the it's a whole everybody's around. Everybody's placing the blame on someone else. Which again, everybody has finally decided. No, we need stricter gun control laws. So since the Salesforce CEO has in the past spoken out to say one, we need stricter gun control laws, and two, we as a company need to do something directly about this employees decided to put out this letter. I'm not going to read the whole letter, uh, Mm -hmm. but I'll just read like a portion of it. The NRA uses Salesforce products to drive their marketing and fundraising efforts. It is unconscionable to consider their use of marketing cloud to capitalize on mass shootings. So, um, and I'll just read the second part, which kind of hits home. 19 children and two teachers were killed yesterday, referring to the Uvalde shooting that happened last week. Based on past history, it is likely the NRA is already upping or preparing to up their marketing cloud usage in response to this strategy, not to prevent future tragedies from happening, but to sow fear, sell guns and, um, you know, kind of help leverage future atrocities. So that's the kind of the meat and potatoes of this letter that these employees have given to the CEO. So um, the Salesforce is going to have this big press uh, meeting, but nobody knows if they're going to actually address this actual letter. So I guess uh, my question to you is, do you think that Salesforce will, one, they will respond to the letter? And in two, do you think they'll actually do something as drastic to Salesforce bottom line as to cut off or disassociate themselves with a major customer like the NRA. I think they'll respond to the letter, but I don't think that they'll cut ties because at the end of the day, like we said last week with the whole Walmart Juneteenth thing, it's all about the money is okay. is capitalism at its finest. And we've seen time and time again, companies pay all this lip service, whether it's on civil rights, whether it's on LGBT rights, yeah. what voter suppression, mm-hmm. you know, what, you know, whatever the case may be, they pay the best lip service that money can buy. But when it comes time for action, they coward, they cowardice, mm-hmm. they cower down, they give all these excuses but this is the chance for some a company like Salesforce, a huge company, to actually be a leader and you know put their their talk into action. Because a lot of these companies they do a lot of lip service, but they don't actually do anything. So so they they do things as long as it doesn't negatively affect them, and that's called sacrifice. Mm. What companies don't do is sacrifice. They'll do things. They'll give money. They'll bring in whatever group is affected. Right. They'll have all these diversity groups or focus. They'll bring some person in that reflects that particular segment to talk about it. They'll throw money at the problem. You know, they'll give to community outreach efforts. They'll do all these things. All of those things 
do not require sacrifice. And right. I think, and to to make this a, to make this the bigger point about guns in America, nobody is willing to make the sacrifice it takes to stop school shootings. You can say thoughts and prayers. You can say, I don't believe that people should have all those type of guns, whatever. You can say that and you can go back and forth. Like right now, um, you know, there's this bipartisan group that's put together at the federal level to talk about some of the things that they can do. I guarantee you the one thing they will not do is sacrifice right. because sacrifice means I give something up with nothing in return and right. for Salesforce to sacrifice and cut off a customer like the NRA who, according to this letter and logically so is going to up their marketing to kind of subside or push down this gun control argument push you get it's 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 logical that they're going to rent, give more money and for salesforce to be like hey we don't want more money <laughs> we want less money because this thing is more important than money yeah i don't see that happening because it takes and sacrifice yeah and we also have to to remember that the nra has its tentacles everywhere there they have millions of of members and a lot of those members are CEOs of of companies right. so if you cut you know the the NRA it's people who are members who will say oh if you're going to disassociate yourself from the NRA, then I'm going to disassociate my company from using your product. We'll go somewhere else. Yeah, right. This company will go somewhere else. Effect. It's going right. to be a cascading effect because one thing I have learned with not only the NRA, but the Republican Party, they close in rank. So if you have something, especially as powerful as the NRA is, if, if it, 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 it comes across to, to me is that if you're not with us, then you're against us. So if you are a member of the NRA, of the NRA and you have Salesforce and say Salesforce decides to cut ties with the NRA, the membership of, you know, the NRA, they're like, oh, well, you have business with Salesforce. Salesforce is against us. Why are you still with them? If you are still using that product, then that means that you aren't a true blue or better yet, true red member of of our organization. So so then that means that you aren't for us. So we're cutting our association from you as well. And a lot of companies aren't willing to do that because they make like a hundred million dollars. I think I read off of uh, fees alone. Mm-hmm. Right. And and just to just to make this a uh, totalitarian. That's not the right word I'm looking for. A issue that all companies kind of shy away from red or blue. Like mm -hmm. for instance, in this article that I'm referencing, uh, Apple, Apple, let's just say Apple. There's a couple other ones, but Apple, which the CEO is Tim Cook, who, you know, is a staunch supporter of LBGT, uh, Q plus rights pride. They got the bands. They do all the things, you know, um, they Apple, which has an Apple TV, which has a, a a streaming service, was asked to take down their NRA TV from their products after the mass shooting in Parkland, Florida, a couple years ago. A couple other companies and Apple publicly, which I guess you could consider Apple one of those blue companies, for lack of a better term, uh, publicly stated that they would not remove the channel at that time. Those calls were renewed. In a recently launched petition. So after this Uvalde shooting, I think they've kind of I think they've kind of restarted this um this petition asking for companies like and not just Apple, Apple, AT&T, Amazon, Roku, all of these companies have streaming services and they have NRA TV listed as one of the stations that users can watch. Um I say all that to say you know, while if you imagine an NRA member with a lot of guns, you would imagine them being Republican who would fight against this. 
it's not just these red companies and these people. It's across the board when money is involved. Again, that goes back to my thing is for real change to happen for anything, whether it be guns, whether it be voting rights, whether it be racism, whether it be abortion laws, whether it be uh, ultimately capitalism, it's going to take sacrifice. And the question is going to be which company, group, political affiliation, religious organization, uh, politician, what what, what group is willing to make that sacrifice? And I hate to say it, I, we're not, sacrifice is not in the DNA of America. Oh, you're, I think you're muted. Not at all. Plain and simple. Yeah. Yep. So we shall see. I hate to be a cynic. Uh, we shall see what happens because this is still all kind of fresh. Again, um, calls have been made to come up with stricter gun laws, if not abolish guns altogether. Uh, like I said, you know, people are starting to uh, pick up those calls. Yeah, like I mentioned, you know, bipartisan group is trying to come up with some ways to make uh, guns harder to get background checks, which uh, most Americans agree that guns should not be so easy to get at the very base. Everybody agrees that a gun should not be that easy to get, but we can't even move the needle on that. So I hate to say it, you know, I, uh, the channel will be changed <laughs> shortly. Yeah. And that's else. what they're, and honestly, that's what they're hoping for. Yeah. They're hoping that, you know, this completely shifts, but you know, with the funerals, you know, they're 21 funerals that have to be had. They, I think they have some, I don't think the channel is going to be changed as quickly as they would like, because you have, again, like I said, all the funerals coming and then the Uvalde police, I think just today stopped cooperating. They, you know, everybody, the story keeps changing. They said the teacher left the door propped open. The teacher actually didn't leave the door propped open. So it's like all of these things, it's, it's kind of dribbling out. So hopefully, you know, the needle, the conversation will continue Maintain, to be had, yeah. right? Yeah. Even though I honestly don't think anything's going to change, um, at, at least hopefully that the conversation will, will continue to maybe possibly kind of do something. I don't know <laughs> what, but you know, something. <laughs> I don't know, man. Guns, it's going to take a major sacrifice, and I don't think nobody's up. up if to they past. didn't change, was it was it was it twenty years ago mm-hmm. when they had Newtown? Sandy you know, Hook, yeah. Sandy Hook, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, twenty something little five year olds. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that didn't change it, I mean, gee whiz, yeah, I don't man. know what will. The, so, that, yeah. the gun, the gun thing. It is too, like you said, it, it's too many tentacles. For yeah. it just to be a, hey, we're going to stop doing this one thing. And that's going to not cause this ripple effect of other things. And I think nobody wants to pull that thread um, to because yeah. it'll unravel the whole sweater. It'll, <laughs> it'll unravel a whole lot. And I think it will bring some things to light that people have been wanting to keep quiet for quite a while. So... Yeah, unlike, you know, Canada, you know, they pretty much banned, yeah, they, you know, yeah. all assault rifles. Uh, yeah, and you got to turn them in or you have to you have to modify. You can only have five rounds, you know, and this just happened, you know, pretty much immediately. And, yeah. you know, people are going to follow it and say, OK, that's the law. So and things have to can't get up. done uh, when, which, when they want them to when they want them to. Right. You 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 you. You do, you make time, you make the sacrifice to do things you want to do. And the things you don't want to do, you procrastinate, you, 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 you point fingers, you come up with, oh, that's not going to change much of anything, blah, 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 blah. You know, you come up with every excuse not to do something you don't want to do, but something you do want to do, you'll get it done quick, fast, in a hurry. So exactly. All right, so enough of that. Uh, we're going to move yeah. on to the hookup. Um, 
I mentioned in our live show. Uh, if you want to uh, be a part of the snobbish community where you'll get access to exclusive content that you won't hear on this actual show, uh, like I mentioned in that live exclusive content, you know, I had a nice little uh, adventurous weekend uh, through the Memorial Day uh, weekend. Uh, one of the things that I got to use that I want to use in this week's hookup is I found a rechargeable mosquito repeller. Hmm. I have what my wife has coined as sweet blood. <laughs> it don't take nothing for mosquitoes to jump all over me. No, regardless. I won't ask you what your blood type is, but there is a specific blood type, which I oh, have. Is it? I don't know. I have to look what my blood yeah. type is. Maybe, maybe the Apple health data has it, or I'll put it in there, but take a look and Google, you know, blood type for mosquitoes. Okay. I'll do some research, but I don't have to do all that much research to know the mosquitoes <laughs> to know they own on you. top of me. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried the bug sprays. I've tried the little candle things. You know, all these things failed, right? So one of the things I try to get technical, technological this time out, and I bought a rechargeable mosquito repeller. And basically what it is, is it's like this little, looks like a, a candle almost. And it has a uh, capsule that you put in, you turn it on, and it's like a little um, thing. You hear it kind of charging up. And basically what it's doing is it's heating up and actually release, releases this, um, I don't want to call it fumes, but it, it kind of like a candle. It releases like this, this stuff in the air that repels mosquitoes. A scent. A scent. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. A scent that um, repels mosquitoes. And according to the, um, the description, if you put it like in the central, central area where you are, it does like a 20 foot diameter around your area that'll keep mosquitoes away. So I was like, all right, I've tried everything else. Let me try this Why thing. Try this? And so uh, during the weekend we were out. So we, after we got everything set up where we were, I uh, put this thing there, let it charge up. And pretty much it doesn't make any noise. You can barely see, you know, every once in a while I kind of peek at it, see if it's doing something. Mm -hmm. And you really can't tell it's doing anything, but I can say uh, I was not bitten by not one mosquito. So nice. I'm going to take that as a win. So I'm going to uh, put that in the hookup for this week. It's called the Thermocell Rechargeable Mosquito Repeller. I found this thing on Amazon. It costs about 40 bucks. It comes with a free uh, re it comes with a free, uh, I guess a capsule that you put into the unit that actually, uh, puts the scent out that re re uh, repels the mosquitoes. The cool thing about it is again, like I mentioned, it's a 20 foot zone. The battery before you have to charge it up lasts five hours nice. and the, the capsule that you put in there lasts for 12 hours. So if you just keep this thing plugged up, it should do your job. If you're at a cookout or you're on the grill or you're outside for most of the day, you know, five hour battery and the little refill lasts about 12 hours. Um, that should do a good job for whatever you are. Cool. Uh, the, again, the cool thing about it, you're not spraying stuff on your body, you know, uh, you know, that stuff stinks or mm -hmm. some of the ones spray this kind of thing. It makes you look ashy and <laughs> black folks and ash <laughs> do not go together. Nope. So you don't want that. So this is something that you can place in the area and you don't have to worry about it. And based on my uh, uh, research, it works. So that is my Ooh. tip for the week. I'll put the link in Amazon. If you want to give it a try, definitely give it a try. Hit us up on social media. Let us know if it worked or not. So with that, I think that'll do it for this week's show. Uh, Nika, can you tell the folks if you'll be anywhere, what's going on this week or uh, actually next week? 
Yeah, next week we will both be on DTNS as the kickoff for WWDC starts next week. So we will definitely both be on that. I think we're there. We're on on Monday. Um, so definitely check that out. Check that out for sure. Um, other than that, I am this week. Um, the Render um, Developer Conference is here in Atlanta. Um, I'm not going to the actual conference. Um, It's actually in part being held at the Gathering Spot. I'm a member there. But there are some events throughout the city with different um, tech companies, different sponsorships. So actually after we record this show, there's an event on the skyline at the rooftop at Pump City Market um, that's sponsored, um, that I'm going to probably go down to depending on if I feel like it, I'm going to try, but, um, but yeah, so I'll probably be out in about this week at different, uh, render events. All right. Yeah. So definitely, uh, follow the, I think it's render ATL. I think yeah, render it's ATL. the social media handle, probably the mm-hmm. hashtag as well. So definitely, uh, check that out. And like I said, I'm not doing anything this week. Uh, you can catch up with me on my other show, the tech John. Uh, definitely go to techjohn.com or follow us on social media to find out what we're talking about this week. And like Nika mentioned, next week we'll be on the Daily Tech News Show to talk about WWDC's keynote. Uh, I'm so ready for WWDC because I was trying to find uh, stories for this week and everybody, everything everybody want to talk about is rumors. So yeah. it's like I'm, I'm ready for WWDC so they can actually put out something. Actual so just, news articles and not actual news articles versus right. just people talking about the same old rumors from the same old two or three analysts that right. hit or miss. Who knows right. if they'll get it right. But all right. So other than that, like I said, that is it for this week. Until next week, we are out. Peace. Bye, everybody.